0: Hello, you're listening to your favorite podcast, Not Another Sports Podcast. And before we start our episode, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who've been supporting us to this time. And if you're a new fan or just now listening, uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and at Twitter, N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Now, enjoy the show.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. Make sure you follow me on all social media uh, at Rob was there. I'm here with my co-hosts, Kevin and Jordan.
0: Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at SeanKevil and also Vice City on the board underscore Kevin. Yes and this is Jordan you can follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy 11 and on Instagram at underscore this guy 11 and we have a special guest with us we have um, our favorite coach of all time coach, Chapman. coach Chet- Chapman Chapman Craig what's, what's up, up fellas
2: what's up fellas nobody follow me on social media okay so you know, just go ahead and get that out of the way <laughs> <laughs> Chat.
0: Okay. <laughs> um well before we get into the interview, we gotta uh, go ahead and tell our favorite Chapman stories. So uh Brendan go ahead and start us off.
1: Um Well my favorite Chapman story would have to be um when I first met Coach Chapman, I was a um, upcoming freshman. Uh, I was working out with my boy Ed. We was at the uh, high school working out. It was me, him, my brother, and uh, Jordan. And Coach Chapman just happened to be there for some reason. And uh, um, my my older brother ended up playing for him um, a while. I think that was like two, the early 2000s. So yep. um, we ended up uh, meeting Coach Chapman. And I, I was kind of nervous because I, I was in eighth grade. But um, it turned out... Uh, Coach Chapman Ended up being One of my favorite Coaches One of my favorite um, he, Well I never had him As a teacher But you know You see your coaches In the hallway But, and, but uh, Yeah I mean Coach Chapman Always ended up being The level headed one Especially when you Play for Coach Hughes Because Coach Hughes Will go off in a Minute And he'll end up Coach Chapman Was the one That'll give you The real stuff But Let you Let you have it In a um In a more calm tone But yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah. shout out to you, Coach Chapman.
2: Appreciate that. Now I know you're lying because you said I was level-headed.
0: <laughs> I, I was thinking that I wouldn't go Uh I guess you're comparing to Coach Hughes. You are <laughs> right. Right. Uh, Is my go? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well. I remember my first year uh, playing for Coach Chapman. We had practice and uh, he told us to all huddle up. And I don't know why, for some reason, he told me to go find the keys to the curveball. <laughs> <And it, laughs> he said, I said, where is it? He said, it's all the way in the shed. So I walked all the way from the baseball field to the shed, in the shed, looking for keys to the curveball, I turned around, him and the whole team just laughing at me. And I was wondering what he was talking about. <laughs> He was talking about pitching. I'm not actually keys to the curveball. I'm still looking to the keys to the curveball to this day. <laughs> the bad uh, part
2: about it is you're not the only one. There's a lot of people still looking for the keys to the curveball. Oh no, I uh, he know. Uh, he got he got Josh.
0: I was just about to say. I wonder if Josh <laughs> ever found the keys to the batting box.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's keys to a lot of things on the baseball field that people are looking for.
0: That man said, we can't start practice until you unlock the batter's box. So we need to get into the batter's box. <laughs> see, the thing about Coach Chapman, Coach Chapman says things with a straight face. Right. You think he be, he's so for real. So I'm looking I'm looking hard, too. I'm like, what is he talking about, too? <laughs> I know. It, it's got to be somewhere. He wouldn't, he wouldn't make this up. <laughs> uh, I can't tell all the stories we had right. in class, though. Okay. Coach Chapman used to roast us. We had, uh, <laughs> we had a lot of stories.
2: Um, hey, y'all got, keep it. Hey, I still have a job, so y'all don't get me fired. All right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um
0: See, I don't know. I, I, my first, my favorite Chapman story. I, I don't know. I, I don't really remember Chapman that time we worked out there. I didn't really. I guess I was. It wasn't my time at Lovejoy, so I wasn't really paying attention. But I guess like my first practice. I mean, I always heard about Chapman. I knew about his stories. I heard that he, he could tell great jokes. But, um, <laughs> like, I remember my first day of freshman practice, I always thought Chapman was high Belt. So, like, I w- went out there. I thought, <laughs> when I saw high Belt, I thought Chapman. So I was like, how you doing, Coach Chapman? He was like, I'm Coach high Belt. That's Coach Chapman. And then I looked and saw this little short dude. I was like, that can't be Coach Chapman. Ain't no way. <laughs> <laughs> like that man don't have no hair no that's <laughs> got to be somebody different
3: but yeah shout out
0: shout out to coach Havel though too he was my math teacher he's very motivational yes coach, coach <laughs> highbelt definitely was an um, instrumental in the in the love joy experience <laughs> definitely made it worthwhile. but now my my favorite Chapman's story. We came back from the state championship. We was all in our feelings. I was. All the parents was there. They was trying to make us feel better. I was. I wasn't trying to hear, bro. They was like, y'all did a good job. Good job. I was like, but we lost. I wasn't trying to say it like to make nobody feel bad. I was think. I was like really just thinking out loud. So Chapman was like right there. I was like, Robert, shut up. I was like, (laughs) I didn't really even say nothing. I was really just thinking to myself. I, I really didn't even think nobody heard me. But,
2: yeah. I was like Coach Chapman hears everything. <laughs> you have seen my <laughs> ears, right? They're rather large. Really? <laughs> yes, I learned that day.
0: Nothing gets past you. <laughs>
2: Never. That was some rough that was that was two rough events, man. I can tell you right, there's not a day. You know, I've been very fortunate to to be successful at my new job. Oh yeah. And, and and there's not a day like we've we've played in four state championship games consecutively and i bet that i've had to relive the 2012 game so many times with me volunteering the story one time and then every year somebody asking me about it i've still got you know film of it and man it's just you know that's one of those things that you know, it was kind of like the Super Bowl with the Falcons. You'd like to forget it, but it mm-hmm. seems like every time you turn around, somebody's talking about it or asking you about it. Right.
0: And that would have happened back-to-back back years, too. I That's
2: mean, probably the most hurtful thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it the feels the like year. every two weeks I talked about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and the yeah. bad part about it was we're up, and we got nine minutes to go in the game. And we're about to get the ball back. And I hear, or no, I knew what it was. It was the end of the third quarter. We just had scored to go up 14 to three. And I looked over and I'm not going to call this guy's name because you know, this guy was my player and I love him too. But he, he was looking at somebody else on the sideline. And, and he was a, he was a sophomore at the time. So he wasn't getting a play. And he looked at somebody on the sideline and said, Man, we about to get that ring, and I thought, and I thought, uh, my, my thought process was, Man, don't say that, don't even say that,
3: bro.
1: That, nothing hit
0: past you, nothing,
1: nothing at all.
0: I mean, but see, one thing, one thing about Coach Chapman is he handled criticism really well because after that, the parents was going crazy and everything. Coach Chapman handled that like a pro, he wasn't fazed by none of the uh, the smack talk coming from the parents. So, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I was, your net. I was yeah, a fan cool.
1: in the stands, and to this day, I still hurt for Lovejoy High School for the 2012 off. But um, since we since we bought up um, heartbreaking losses in Lovejoy High School history, um, <laughs> my, one of my uh, memories is that uh, I think it was 2007. It was my freshman year. Um, that whitewater game. Oh my word! Oh my oh, goodness. Man, still I still cold have cold. nightmares about that game, and I didn't even play in. It. Yeah,
0: I don't remember the second half because I was in the bathroom.
1: under the <laughs> <heat>. <laughs> It was freezing. It, was, I, it yeah, was, was cold. I was I was a freshman. You know, you watch all those. Um, you watch all the upperclassmen playing those games. It's the. Uh, it it was the week before um Thanksgiving, yep. so we would have had practice on Thanksgiving Day. You hear about teams that go to the state championship. And it turned out the team that won that next week ended up playing in the dome. So, like, wow. it, 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 right? It, <laughs> it just it. Ah, I don't even
2: know why I bought it
1: up. <laughs> yeah, man,
2: it's one of those things. that you can go back and look at a lot of time, I was there for a long time, and there are a lot of you know there are a lot of things like that. You know, watching watching games unfold, and you know. I got regular season games and playoff games and you know things like that. That every once in a while something will happen in the game and I'll be like, nope, nope, nope. I know where this is going. We're gonna Mm -hmm. stop this right now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Too much experience experience. (laughs) on the other end of this. I'm not. I'm not on the sideline listening to anybody or in the dugout listening to anybody saying, hey, it's okay. We're all right. No, we're not all right. fix to stop this right now. We're going to have ourselves a powwow, and everybody's going to understand the point of view that I'm coming from immediately. Exactly. I know exactly where it is going.
1: Nobody at the time, you don't understand it. It's so crazy listening to you talk about it now because we played for you, and we, we were those kids. Man, we finna win this game. We got so much talent, but right. most, most people at the time don't understand that. You have, to, you have to work hard. Most people don't understand that. That was his
0: biggest thing. I mean, working hard outweighs
1: talent most of the time.
0: That was his biggest thing for baseball, too, because we did have the talent. We could have been so much better than what we were. We just had with nobody as a team collectively. We had to put in the work some people wasn't
2: willing to do. <laughs> Man, y'all made, this, y'all made this podcast take a somber turn, man. I was looking forward to this. Now I'm trying to figure out a way to get out. I'm like, let me ask you more of these well, questions. Let's talk about.
0: About, let's talk about your state championship then. You, uh, you're the only one with rings around here. And, sh- and shout uh, out to you for coaching my brother in the All-Star game this past uh, season.
2: Yeah, man, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. We had a good time. I wish it wouldn't have rained because I would have liked to have been able to throw the ball a lot more. but. <laughs> I mean, we hit them with pass, pass to start the game. I was hoping everybody enjoyed that. You know, yeah,
0: he came, he came home and was like, you know, Coach Chapman was coaching us. I was like, what? Oh, now he had come out when I wasn't there.
2: Oh man, it was funny. I, those guys thought I was crazy. I was just sitting there telling them, we're gonna run this, and they're gonna do this, and we're gonna, and they all thought this guy is just blowing this right out of his mouth, and he has no idea what's gonna happen. <laughs> and I was like, I know this is pretty much the way it's going to be. But we ran – we ran – we were going to run a trick play the first play of the, of the game. I'd already decided we're going to throw a trick play. I haven't thrown a trick play in four years.
3: Yes. I <laughs> worked on it
0: every day. I know you finally – are glad you finally got to bring it out.
2: So, I mean, we, we threw it like five or six times in practice. And we never oh, yeah, compl- we never <laughs> completed it in the all-star practices. We never completed it. And when we got, they fumbled on the first play, and I said, "We're gonna run it." And they all looked at me like, "Are you nuts?" It's raining, <laughs> and you know, sixty yards later, we had a touchdown. So, it's amazing. Believing, believing, Coach Chapman. It's amazing. How, it's amazing how things happen, especially in a game when focus is so much better. Practice sometimes things get, you know, you can see what it's gonna look like. You know, I tend to trust that when you. You know, if you practice it the right way, you may not always execute it exactly the way I want it in practice. But there's going to be an uptick in your focus in the game because nobody wants to be embarrassed. Right. 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 Because you're going to look real silly if you go out there and look like you did in practice. You? I mean, that's, you know, that's the thing. <laughs> nobody wants to be embarrassed. So you're probably going to get your best effort every Friday night or, you know, and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in baseball or whatever your schedule is. And if you don't, then you probably need to get a new line of work because, you know, if you can't get your kids to play the best, then it's either you or they probably shouldn't be playing. All right. sounds,
0: sounds like they got the Allen Iverson syndrome.
2: That's yeah, just mm-hmm. talking about practice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: practice? Probably not a game.
2: <laughs> yeah, now that was funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well... So how, how is it at your new school? Oh,
2: man, it's, you know, it's a wonderful environment. Uh, it's very small. Probably about 150 kids in the high school. I think there's 67 to 70 guys. Uh, we played football this year with 24 on the roster. Ooh. And when I tell you <laughs> we did everything exactly the way we did it at Lovejoy, uh, we haven't changed a bit. So it was I mean, we run the same offense. You know, everything's no huddle. We, you know, we're very similar defensively and some of the things that we do. We practice the same way. I think the one change is we quit practicing in pads. Uh, so, we, y'all still do y'all still do cat run? Uh, nah, I don't have enough kids. That I, don't, you know, I can't.
0: Man, I, was, I, was just about I can't. Was I can't put anybody that through was... the cat
2: run because they may not come back on Tuesday. Right. I was just
0: about <laughs> to say that with twenty four people. They half of them gonna quit. I
2: mean, <laughs> you know, we do. But we do the same thing. You know, we run the same basic workout program, and we do the same practice schedules. We do the same things. You know. Uh, what you know? We are our, our pregame is the same. Our you know itineraries are the same. I mean, if you went if you went back to when you guys played at Lovejoy and you looked at the things that we did then, we do the exact same things now. Right. I mean, it
3: works. I know the system works.
2: Out.
1: I mean, I only played at Lovejoy for a year, but some of the things that um y'all taught me while I was in that that. At Lovejoy for that one year, I took on to uh, my different schools and whatnot. But, I mean, I know the system works, but you just have to want to be great. That's pretty much what it breaks down.
2: Yeah, it, 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 that's the key right there. You know, we used to talk about guys all the time, you know, maturing and things like that, you know, from freshmen to seniors. But, you know, everybody wants to talk about coaches and, and what they do to promote a player. But 95% of that stuff is players promoting the players by getting in the And, you know, today the biggest obstacle is your phone. Right. right. You got kids that spend, you know, they're, they're on their phone for so many, so much of the week. You know, we're, you know, we're really looking at having to ban cell phones from the weight room and things like that. I mean, it's gotten to the point where you want to film a Max and put it on a social media thing. It's, I mean, it's gotten crazy. Right, <laughs> I caught the. We caught the beginning of it. So, it's, like, I know for
1: me, it's kind of weird. It's like I'm not one of those people that stuck to my phone. I, if you, you, you have to call me to get me. I will ignore your text. So you're <laughs> gonna have to call me.
3: <laughs> uh, I and mean, I don't know.
0: I do a lot of business on my phone, so I need. Right, see, right. A lot of people, when they see me in my phone, it's not really me in my phone. It's mostly for like podcast related stuff. Like
2: I'm exactly. really just trying to move this forward, really. No, like, well, i not really. I mean, there's things like I, thing. I keep my calendar on my phone, right? And so I, you know, I do things like that. We we have a group. Uh, you know, we're on a thing called the Band app, mm-hmm. and we do all our group team texts for that. So my football and t- baseball team are all on that. Plus, there's a you know the booster clubs are on that. The parents are on that. So anytime you have to make a change, if you put it on, if you put it on something like that, then they'll all get it. So you know. So it's like group me? Yeah, it is. It's a similar thing to group me. You know, but that's the way. You know, technology is not the, the end of the world, but right. It, it, you know, for a, for a little while, you know, now it's become such. Everything is so technology focused. If you look at football recruiting, football recruiting is all about. Who's going to post an offer on Twitter or something like yep. that? You know, mm, yep. we've we've gone from the hat ceremony to how many offers we can post on Twitter. Yeah,
0: schools you're not even really considered. just just brag about how many offers you got.
2: Well, I mean, you know, right. I was fortunate enough in my time to be around guys that had a whole lot of offers, and and I was, right and I was well, I was just wondering yeah, what that would have looked like if there would have been Twitter or something back in my early times at Lovejoy when we had guys that had. 60 70 offers I mean I couldn't even Imagine what that Would look like
3: A mm-hmm. lot <laughs> you know, of <laughs>
2: gloating Oh there would have Definitely been that Because you know One thing Lovejoy High School Is known for Is that You know The players Coaches You know We were never Bashful You know Right. We were, working. you know, somebody said that we were the state champion blank talkers. If you get my meaning. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, who um, was who,
0: who yes. that? Who I scored the
3: touchdown and flicked on?
2: on. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. The story is not that. So I can tell you the story. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. So <laughs> we play North Gwinnett, and we're in the quarterfinals in two thousand and twelve, and they've been they've been double teaming our nose guard. And he was pretty much a dominant player. The guy had over 40 tackles for a loss in back-to-back years, you know, and double digits attacks in back-to-back years. So they're taking special attention to block him. And not all the time were they blocking him legally. We'll just say that. There was some, there was some high lows in there and some definite holding. And uh, so late in the game, well, we're up 7-6, to six and, and it's the late in the third quarter, and we get to the quarterback and he fumbles. And our strong safety picks up the fumble, and as he's running for the touchdown, our defensive lineman decides to turn around and tell everybody on their offensive line that they're number one
0: <laughs> with both
2: with both hands. And
0: uh, I love, love And man, I'm gonna
2: tell you what you you guys don't understand. I got up, we got up to the to the <laughs> we got up to the coaches' office. Boy, there was lots of people upset about that. Yeah, Yeah, it was on TV. Yeah, it was on TV, and (laughs) people screenshotted it and put it all over Twitter and (laughs) everything else, and my mom called me, and she was was all upset, saying they were talking bad about us on TV, and (laughs) <laughs> I was just kind of like, okay, and I had no idea what was going on. We found out about twenty minutes later. There was lots of people not happy about that. Oh boy! Yeah. Did I didn't you make find... him write a letter? No. Yeah, Did... about six. I, of didn't them. <laughs>
3: that, um, I didn't find out
2: until
0: I didn't find out until that Sunday at Phil then, <laughs> then that Monday right. he had to uh, apologize to the team. Oh yeah, write a letter. bro, that, that was. That I, was, thought that was bro. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious. And like we look like
2: the University of Miami on TV. Oh man <laughs> <laughs> Back oh. in the day. <laughs> I remember when the band when the band got to the point where they were, you know, they had all the members in there where the band grew exponentially in a short time at Lovejoy. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they started playing music that everybody else knew what was going on with. Mm-hmm. And the first time they ripped off uh Rep Your City. On it, and the entire sideline exploded Go Coach Hughes was on the headset he goes what is going on behind me I said don't turn around you don't mm-hmm. want to know he goes is it bad I said no just everybody's dancing he goes well there ain't nothing wrong with that and that's all it was <laughs>
3: alright
2: so she's talking about it
0: you remember that time they played Mr. Ice Cream
2: Man <laughs> how can I forget I've been trying to Man. get every band oh everywhere to play it Oh I
3: was like, I got, got to high school. Like, I got to be a though.
1: fan. I I wasn't. Uh, I was done with my career, so I got to watch everything from the stands. Bro, loves that high school it was so late Those <laughs>
0: those those G A T A chants was epic.
1: Boys yeah, used
2: to be
0: going crazy with those
2: chants. I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> yeah, they used to have the Winnebago set up on the hill, and how the music playing before the game. I was like, man. "What?" I was like, "This is a small college, man." <laughs> big thanks. Remember, my dad came back. My dad had coached for a little while, and then he did. He took off like 2010 and 2011, and he came back in 2012, about halfway through the season, to help us out a little bit. Doing mm-hmm. some stuff on the sideline during the games, and, and he he we walked out that first night he was there, and they were they were playing all that stuff. He goes, "Oh my word, what is going on?" I said, "Just get used to it. It's every week." <laughs> but it was great, and everybody loved it. You no, know? and- so
0: so which which game would you consider your best? Like, win or loss? Which one you consider was the best game you had at luxury?
2: Uh. There's a lot, man. You know, there was a lot of times that, that there that you know, I I still say that the the best football game that it was that I think that we ever played in period was in 2001. And we went we we finished 9 and 1 and we were third in the region because we had a split region. Mm-hmm. And we had lost to East Calwita and East Calwita was number one, and I can't remember, or I I know what it was. The other side of the region was number one. East Calvita was number two. We were number three, and Stars Mill was number four. And we had to play, we had to travel. We went nine and one, and our reward for being nine and one was we had to travel six hours to play Bradwell Institute. Damn. And it was the year of the September 11th tragedy, so they had backed up everything a week. Because uh, they, you know, we everybody took a, a week off, and uh, you kind of, you know, decompress from the tragedy and things like that. And so they added a the game on to the end of the to the year, and it pushed the playoffs back a week. So the week that we played the first round of the playoffs was actually Thanksgiving week, mm. and so we <laughs> we went to. We went to Bradwell and we got down there and we didn't know anything about Bradwell other than what we saw on film. And they had a 275-pound fullback. Yikes. And yeah, that was the on the sideline all night. It was yikes. And they had it they had scoring drives of 18 plays, 17 plays, 15 plays. Mm. And it was a So you clean. had
0: Derrick Henry in the back. Right. Oh, no, no this dude
2: so <laughs> Derrick Henry's tall. This guy wasn't tall though. This guy was 5'9 or 5'10, and he just you couldn't tackle him. You couldn't get around him. And, and you know, we had really good players. That was Michael Hurd and you know out in Barfield and guys like that. that Big time defensive players, Dontrell Henry and Kenny Beck, and lots of good lots of great players. And you know, and they they I think I think we got the ball first or, or I can't remember but it, we went to halftime down 13 to 12 and then we scored a touchdown and we went up uh, 19 we went up uh, 19 to 13 and then we scored another another touchdown they scored and made it uh, they, we bought the they made we we missed edge point they made their edge point with 19-19. they scored and and the whole thing ended up they were up thirty three to twenty five with about two minutes to go in the game and we got the football back and went right down the field and scored you know picked up a, a crucial fourth down at about four on a running plate to a kid named Daron Williams and. We scored on a uh, fade to Michael Hurd and to Choice, got the two-point conversion, tied the game at 33 with about a minute left. And and they had been double wing, two tight ends basically the whole game, full house backfield, just run, 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 run. And they came out with four wide receivers on the first play after that. And we sacked the guy (laughs) and the ball rolled into the end zone and we fell on it. And then we missed the extra point, so we were up 39-33, to and they got the ball all the way down to about the eight-yard line, and they had no timeouts left. And they had called the last timeout when they got to the eight-yard line, and they decided that there was about, I don't know, 16 seconds left, somewhere around 16, 17 seconds left. There was enough time. if, If they wanted to run the ball, they could have run the ball and run two plays. But the week before that, Mark Rick had decided to run the ball against Auburn on about the 3-yard line with no timeouts left and 20 seconds left to go in the game and they never got another playoff. You sound like Mark Rick and so mm. <laughs> and so I guess they decided they were going to throw it and they tried to throw this little, you know, kick pass thing out in the flat and Jack Battle tipped it and Marcenio Williams picked it off and ran it 100 yards for a touchdown. Only for it to be called back on a block in the back, so we had to take a knee with one second to close the game out. Wow! And on the you know you got to realize you're driving six hours back. All right, after the game you're not staying in a hotel, so I'm I'm running back and forth on this on this <laughs> charter bus that we've got, and I'm on the offensive bus, and I'm running back and forth, and I'm I'm getting cramps out of all these guys' legs. Everybody's cramping on the bus, you know. It was wild, you know. But that was probably the best football game, you know, that you know in a win that I was a part of. The best one in a loss was in 2003 against Westside Making. You know, we got beat 41 to 35, and Kasan Flakes exploded. We were down 28 to seven at half, and Kasan Flakes exploded it in the second half, and and we had the ball, throwing it to the end zone with 2 seconds left and it got tipped away or we would have, or we would have won 42 to 41. But it was nuts. I mean that was one of the, that team was a lot of fun. A lot of great players, a lot of great games. Lots of heartbreak, you know, in that time but a whole lot of fun. That's the beauty of sports.
1: You yeah, see uh Y'all, y'all, uh, coach, you ain't slick. I see how you tried to name drop uh, all these athletes you didn't coach. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Mario Fanny. Uh, coach, I didn't even say yeah, that. We done, had some great,
0: we done had some great athletes come through Lovejoy High School. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Lots of them. Uh, shout out to uh, a member of our graduating class who's now playing for my home City team, um, Preston Williams, playing for the Dolphins now. How do you feel about
2: that, Coach? Man, Preston Williams is a one-of-a-kind player. Just and I mean, you can you can do. I mean, you can tell story after story about Preston that didn't have anything to do with football or baseball or track. I mean, the guy could throw the ball, you know, in the '80s left-handed. He could do anything yep. he wanted to on the football field. All right, and he could dunk. He, he could hoop. yeah. He'd go in there and get you 15 rebounds and 12 points, and then. When the the track coach decided that he needed somebody to come triple jump, he'd go win the state championship in the triple jump. (laughs) I mean, that that guy, he was an athletic freak.
0: I remember we was on the baseball field and uh, we was having live practice. Coach Chapman made uh, Preston get up into the pitcher's bo- um, pitcher's mound. and got me in the batter's box, and all I remember is an eighty miles per hour fastball coming to my head. He had no control over the ball, but he can sling it for real though.
2: But did you move?
0: Oh uh, yeah, I got out of there.
2: <laughs> obviously, didn't coach you well enough. <laughs> you got to eat that. That's the base running. Why? We got ice, man. Why? You know that. <laughs> man, I it just threw me all off guard because you
0: know you look at Preston, he's like, ah, oh, he a he a football player. I see. I know the thing came zooming at my head. It's like, whoa, what's going on here? I
2: mean, you got look at it. For some of those teams, right there, after they made the after we made the turn that 2011, I think we had eight D one defensive backs in two years
0: uh after after rico and um i'm talking
2: about with rico and junior and you know those guys sean l malik
0: roverson yeah i mean we have
2: some guys i don't think i think l malik may have been d2 but i'm just saying that that group oh that we have uh
0: we have what his name um brandon williams i believe be um at buffalo right now
2: yep Mm -hmm. And, and i think he just he just got finished with his eligibility we had Brandon he was Williams, doing his thing up there. Brandon Williams and Jordan Collier were, you know, were there. You had, you know, on the offensive side, you had guys like Jamichael Ramos, Preston Williams, Travis Custis, Alejandro mm-hmm. Benefield, uh, you know, Justin Brown, who was a left tackle and went and played at uh, Aub- uh, Alabama Birmingham, uh, you know, uh, A.J. Jackson, you know, guys, guys like that that, you know, when you looked at us play, you're like, "Yeah, those guys are, those guys are difference makers." And then you had, you had Y three.
0: Oh, that boy was a dog. That, no. <laughs> that boy was a dog. No Cass. That
2: boy was a dog. Man, he I showed, remember. He showed up uh,
0: though. Man, I remember that. Was- that, uh, that return. I wasn't watching it live, but I. I, I heard the crowd go wild. I was like,
3: "Oh,
0: he got this turkey I put my head down. I couldn't
1: watch. I was like, "Yes, I'm about to do it."
2: Yeah, yeah. we were. Uh,
1: I got to watch him from the stands. He, that was the closest thing I saw to a Deion Sanders in high school. Well, I mean, he I mean, in that year, he literally, literally was cool. locked down one side of the field. Like, don't come over here. Man. Ain't no point. It's getting picked. Oh, that
0: playoff run! Oh my goodness, that was. <laughs> That was an exciting time to be at bro. That, that whole playoff run every week, was like, what is Y3 going
3: to Well, you he know, he had, in that
2: year, he had six or seven returns over 80 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, And we played Marietta and Anthony Jennings through an interception, and we were up 20, 29 to 15 or something like that late in the game. And Y3 picks it off about eight yards deep in the end zone. And I start screaming from the sideline. Fall down, fall down. You know, and Coach Dillard looks at me and goes, Nope. This is the Y <laughs> this is the Y three experience. And 108 yards later, he's in the end zone. I'm going. Man. <laughs> All the things you would tell somebody not to do, he just did it. And the result was a touchdown. The guy was a special player. Special.
0: We had so much talent come through last Dre. Gotta get our respects and shout outs to the school. Thanks. Uh, yep. Um What else can we ask Coach Chapman? Jordan? Oh, we got to talk about baseball. I mean, I know he definitely ruined my baseball experience in high school because he left. Like, I was, I didn't. Yes, Coach Chapman, you Mm -hmm. broke our heart. No cap. I was, I played my freshman year. I was, I was excited. I was like, you you coached a couple of games. I was like, bet we could definitely do this. I didn't get to play my uh, sophomore year and then my, uh, my junior year, I was like, we was finishing up football season. I was all excited. Like after film, you told me, you told me that you wasn't gonna be there. I was like, okay, um, cool. I, like it hit. I was like, I was thinking football. I was like, okay, cool. We gonna have a different coach. But then it like hit me. I was like, oh wait, 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 wait. That mean you're not gonna be here for baseball. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see that's not gonna work <laughs> that's not gonna work you're you gonna have to figure something out so like a good two three months i was trying to talk you out of leaving Then <laughs> you left i was like well, and, the then, and then and all we did was run poles.
3: <laughs> <I was
0: like, laughs> oh. it, it was just straight poles. I was like, "Yeah, no, nah, I'm good on that." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Y'all have fun with
2: that." Y'all, that that made me laugh. I just remember being at varsity practice and the JV practice. Y'all would be running pole after pole. What are y'all doing? We're running. <laughs> We're
0: running. No, <laughs> that's cause, that's
2: because y'all didn't want to. Facebook, we're
0: better than y'all. even knew it.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> we were scared. Always. <laughs> hey, I remember my first.
0: I remember my first practice. Like it was tryouts. You told me to get in the batter's box. We had Zay kitchen. Like I, I, I was like, okay, I can do this. And then I got a hit. I was the only freshman to get a hit that day. I felt lit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, yeah, I gotta appreciate uh Chapman as a baseball coach. See, it was different having Chapman as a football coach and a baseball coach. It was in it baseball, he in full uh control. I'm right. The head coach. So I mean Yeah, I
0: definitely look forward to baseball practice more. Right. Like I, it, it was like more teammates wise for football. It was like what is Chapman gonna say today? Well,
1: <laughs> all right. I remember right. uh we we had a jv game against riverdale i was playing <laughs> center field i uh they had a a shallow pop fly to um right past second base i dove out there and uh somehow we ended up not turning the double play and winning the game and chapman told us after the game i remember brandon made that play and i stood up and clapped and then right after that i'm and they're cussing everybody else Wayne <laughs> in this ballgame. I'm like, i see with you, coach. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, uh, coach,
0: J- coach Chapman jokes on the baseball field are second to none. There's some we can't say.
2: Remember, I have a job. I'd like to keep it, all right? All right. I'm oh, trying man. to
1: go get some more state championships. I'm with you, coach.
2: Just make, say- make sure I hear pe- Are y'all in a batting cage? Hmm. Are y'all at a batting cage? Right now. right now it sounds like somebody's taking bp in the background i keep hearing this ping
0: i keep hearing that too i don't know what that is I was just wondering
2: i was about to say man y'all are bold y'all are doing this where somebody's hitting behind you <laughs> <laughs> well not another
0: sports podcast is live where every wherever sports is at
2: okay
3: mm-hmm. let's plug it in. in right
0: around the corner we got practice tomorrow <laughs> But um, see, nah, I remember that. Uh, like every now and then, you would come coach. I remember that one time. I th- I can't. I want to say it was Banneker, but I got three triples that game, and then it was, I broke. I found out that that was your record. Yeah. Oh yeah, they tried to they tried to hate on Jordan and so say that wasn't no record.
2: <laughs> oh, that <laughs> yeah. was my record.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, go ask
2: me Only difference was I did it in a varsity game.
0: Amen. Ooh. Amen. No, nobody
2: care
1: about that. <laughs> our, our JV was the varsity. Slick. I got you, Jordan. Coach, <laughs> you left before uh, he
2: could play varsity. Okay. Well, I couldn't have somebody that was better than me. I couldn't coach that guy. I'd already done all I could. <laughs> he was already surpassed me. I had to leave. Uh,
0: <laughs> but what I would say about Coach Chapman on the baseball field is that he has a way of gathering the troops. He has a way of being a leader and making and being a player's coach and getting everybody to want to play, have fun and be the best that they can. Like other coaches I'm not, you know, not going to say much, but <laughs> other thing, like other coaches doesn't bring out the best in you and actually willing to make you want to play for them like Coach Chapman.
2: Well, if you're going to play sports, you should have fun. I mean, because right. right. you're going to have your whole life to work. And as you can tell, I chose my job so I could still be involved with sports right? because it meant a whole lot to me when I was growing up. You know, my parents made sacrifices so I could do what I wanted to do, you know. And there was there wasn't a day in high school where I really got to go home because I went from basketball or from football to basketball to baseball. So I guess you could say. You know, when I was a senior, I had, like, one week where I left the school and went home, and I was completely lost. I was like, I have no idea what to do with myself because most of the time when baseball season ends, the next Monday was spring football practice. And then about that time, you, were, you know, the school was over, and you started summer football and summer baseball and all that stuff. So, you know, it it was one of those things. I always wanted to be a part of it. And once I figured out that, you know, five, seven, 180-pound people, you know, that can't run like the wind or hit the ball into the seats, don't get to play too many, uh, you know, professional games, then I figured out I better learn how to be a, a decent coach so I could hang around the sport for a long time.
0: And hey, look where it has got you.
2: See, people don't understand if you
1: never play your sports. Like once you're done you really don't know what to do with yourself. That was that was the hardest thing for me once I stopped playing. I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? And like I, I love, people don't understand the kind of love you have when you, your whole life you played a sport and then all of a sudden it's taken from. It. So yeah, that's how we kind of ended up with the podcast.
0: Well, I don't. Well, I I feel that, but. I wanted to be a sports journalist, sports podcaster my whole life, so I'm pretty much doing what I wanted to do in life, whether I was playing sports or not. You know, God just blessed us. God just blessed us with the ability to have a close friendship and also do what we want to do involved in sports, so... It's kind of a nice transition out of high school to be done with sports and and still be around it because I feel like if we didn't have sports, we'd probably be lost in this world. Right. And I thank Coach Chapman for giving us some of these funny moments and life-lasting moments that we're going to continue to laugh about off camera.
2: (laughs) Well, (laughs) Looking at me for the most part is funny because I'm a funny-looking guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You know. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of so, uh well, he you said something like that in class one day and everybody just started dying laughing.
2: Yeah, Jordan used <laughs> Jordan used to try to roast me about the way I looked in class.
0: Yes, right in the middle of it too, I mean, which would be hilarious.
2: <laughs> hey man. Speaking of class,
0: why did we never do that? I, I remember asking you before I signed up for your class if we were gonna do the um <clears throat> the uh the lesson with the baby. Yeah, this I, man was begging for that though. And, yes, I had watched one. I had just had a niece, and two, I had just watched that episode that everybody hates, Chris. Like I, I was like, all right, this is what high school is? Where is it at? And it's like, I needed to know why we never got that letter.
2: Because, because, because that wasn't. I mean, I, I didn't really have that authority to do it in that class. You're talking about psychology. Yes. I believe. Yeah, that was a. They took that away from us and put it into the uh, what was the class down the back end of the 500 hall? It was like the health mm-hmm. occupations class. Uh, oh yeah,
0: yeah. Where they had like the skeleton in there, where the lady, the lady was
2: teaching. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh. That was that class. You could have went in there and been got all health occupied and done it there. Nah, <laughs> we didn't
0: want we didn't want to leave Coach Chapman. So,
2: you know, I was just <laughs> I was teaching psychology so you could figure out what was wrong with yourself. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, that didn't work. <laughs> See,
3: you decided to tell
2: stories instead of teaching us, so, yeah.
0: Uh here you go. I remember That's you that. told us a story about how your dorm room was uh, haunted. That was pretty that <laughs> I was-
2: told it on Halloween. It was a day-specific story, and I used your <laughs> face as an example of a Halloween mask. So that yeah. was alright. Our-
0: Sometimes it's still Coach Diller jokes
2: was that I always wait
0: every year for that joke just like I wait every year for the Thanksgiving joke
2: <laughs> <laughs> well
3: it,
0: it was it was me Jordan it was somebody else in that class that always stayed getting roasted I guess because we always opened our mouths a lot man. but it was somebody else in that class that stayed getting roasted
2: with us. Yeah, there's so many people now that say all those things all those horrible things about me that I never did. <laughs> I never said anything about any kid in my class. It's always been just straight by the book.
3: See, it,
0: it was nice Rose, to anybody listening. Coach Chapman is a great teacher. He stood by his uh his standards.
3: <laughs> oh, man, see,
0: now that you mention it about banning cell phones, I kind of mm-hmm. saw that coming when Blackie Bird came out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was the trend. I think Coach Chapman, like, if he could've. If he could fight kids, that would have been the problem. Because like, <laughs> I definitely pushed him that
2: far. Ah, man. I, cell phone games. Cell phone games and, and playstation it still does irritate me. To hear, uh, you know, to see kids talk about playing, you know, video games. I'm like, you were 0 for 4 in the game. That's all right. I'll be 4 for 5 on, you know, whatever. On the show, yes, <laughs> sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> You like, need to go get, get in the batting cage and get away from the computer, man. Let's go. Shout out to Matt Antonelli. He's living his life.
3: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Hey, Coach, I got a question for you. Um, I know you weren't a basketball or a basketball coach, but what is your perspective on the, um, with Kobe passing?
2: Oh, man. Uh, you know I'm I didn't coach basketball I did play basketball I actually coached basketball one year at uh, the school I'm at now I coached the JV team one year um, but anytime that you have a person that has the persona patient and the following and, and the love that Kobe Bryant do to leave a you know a hole in the sport and you can see it you know by the mass outpouring of love you know it's one of those things the man was an amazing athlete but since his playing career ended he's been a unbelievable you know uh, how do I say this he's been an unbelievable uh, proponent for women's sports and yeah. right, you know and he is you know he was doing things that you know you know his playing career was great between whether you were a Kobe guy or a Jordan guy, just, you know, all that is, is whichever, whichever area you grew up in. Right. You know, people, right, that, right. People, right. That, people that grew up watching Jordan are always going to side with Jordan. People that grew up with Kobe are always going to side with Kobe. The same way people that grew up with LeBron are always going to side. Those were the greatest players of their generations. but Kobe right. was doing so much more off the court that, that, you know, His passing is such a uh, a sad, sad day, not just the NBA, but for everybody in America. And you can see it. It's been Hollywood all the way through, you know, every sport, sportcasters and musicians. I mean, the man left a mark and, you know, and it was it was something that just about everybody. Right. And especially how how did he go out that like
0: that's. You know, you know, everybody has to die eventually. But the way he went out and so suddenly after the moment LeBron passed him, that, you know, that leaves a – that puts a hole in everybody's heart because nobody wants nobody to go out like that. No, that's you – know, Skip Bayless, Skip Bayless, shout out on this um,
1: I feel like he just summed it up the best. He said that um when he heard the news, he said that uh he just couldn't believe it it's uh kobe bryant if he put a a list together of a thousand people and said that one of these people gonna die kobe bryant no nah, he's just too big for that and you just you just don't i just still took now almost a week later i still can't wrap my mind around it.
2: it's just it's just crazy yeah i mean that's that's the thing about it is life is Life is a suddenness, all right. You're here and then um, you're gone, and yeah. you know, you know, we are all we have all been touched by something that has happened. You know, you can remember a part of Kobe's career that he did after his career, and you know, for Skip Bayless to say that that you know that pretty much encapsulates it. That's a rare W for Skip.
0: No, I'm saying thank you, Coach. Thank you, Coach, for saying that. Cause uh, Skip.
1: I'm just saying, Skip, do be having a few good points? Y'all ain't gonna hate on Skip
0: like that. Stephen A. Right,
2: stop. Just stop with exactly. that. Exactly. Right. What is wrong with him? <laughs> I just re- heard him say that Dak was better than Mahomes, and that's it.
0: That's not what uh, he said.
2: That's, that's 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 what he
0: that's
1: said. What that is he not. Is he not, said. said he had a better year. No, he didn't. Did stop. Stop. Year, and I read don't, read don't even
0: like
2: it Man, I must have forgot. Dallas is playing tomorrow.
0: <laughs> i'm with you
2: i'm
1: with you Ghost. <laughs> well what the
2: point he was
0: making he had a good argument Burdak should not even be in the conversation with pat mahoes about anything right now anything anyway. <laughs> anyway.
2: uh, they're uh, saying statistically speaking he had a all right. we're gonna talk uh, statistics uh, look guys we can't talk you can't talk stats all right, Exactly.
0: I mean, well, no, no, no. We're not debating that part. I'm just saying that's not what he said. But you said statistically, you would be too if you have Jason Garrett who wants to throw the ball a hundred times a game. You got and Andy Reid doesn't. You got Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, different. Authors. Okay, then that's what I'm saying. Different. But I'm saying, like, statistics-wise, he brought he broke down the numbers. I don't I don't have them with me currently. But it was a it was a good argument. We have so I'm to, not saying it's not a good argument. player for player that is a better player. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that wasn't what his argument was. Why is that even a right. discussion?
2: <laughs> if you point. were starting a t- if you were starting a team tomorrow, who would you pick?
0: Oh, I'm definitely picking like out of those two. Yeah. Oh, Mahomes.
2: Okay, so that's the end of the argument then. Exactly. I mean, well,
0: yeah, you got it. That I'm shouldn't have it. That shouldn't even have to been a topic. Like, what does that? That's not even relevant to anything. Dak and Patrick Mahomes. But,
2: but you. Dak is, but you know what, Skip did. He Rob got us Cowboys. talking about it, so he won.
0: <laughs> exactly. You definitely got it. Because <laughs> Um, Dak is definitely like an eighth best quarterback in the league.
2: Mm. Okay. Eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Uh, eight. Go.
0: <laughs> so, all right. Um. Are you Are you counting Brady still? Cause yes. Kinda yes, old. yes. Brady's better than that. Like right now, Brady versus right now, Dan. yes. Yes. Patrick. Right. Yes.
2: Brady. Yes, Brady was throwing Brady. passes this year to the guy who drove the beer truck, man. Come on now. <laughs>
0: I told you <laughs> Julian Edelman dropped that third down pass that would have won the game in the playoffs. He was like, well, we won it last year. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. and everybody need everybody a little
2: Patriots decompression there playing the Super Bowl every year. Exactly, because oh, they, the Titans
0: definitely should have lost that game if he would have caught the ball. But, you know, oh well... <laughs> Okay, wow. so since we're on the subject, where do you think Brady will
2: be? Uh, he needs to go to Chicago. Yeah, he's not going to Chicago, man. Uh, if he doesn't go back to the Patriots, uh, a lot of people have linked him with the Chargers. Uh, yeah. I, per- I personally can't see him going anywhere but to a place where he thinks he can win a title. So right. I don't think he's going to – At this
1: point, it don't make no sense not to.
2: That's what I'm saying. He's, he's not 22. He's 42, so – He's not going to a rebuilding spot. If there's a place that needs a quarterback, Oakland, and he might have and win right then, then he's going to have a shot. You know, I would almost almost pay money to see him go to Oakland because I'd love to hear him and Gruden talk about it.
0: Right. I was just about to ask you see that working with Gruden. What about Tennessee? I
2: mean – Do you
0: feel like their offensive line is good enough?
1: I mean, Josh Jacobs had a great year in my opinion. He's the rookie of the year. But um, do you think their offensive line is good enough to get Brady a championship? They play in the AFC West. They're gonna have to play Mahomes twice a year,
2: right? And they, you know, Oakland was, Oakland played fairly respectable this year, All I right. Did. And we I see the expectations, and I don't think their quarterback is a problem. Although, you know, I don't know what they think about Derek Carr. Uh, I think right. if Brady win, I think wherever Brady goes. He's going to take into account what is what the offensive line is like. He's not setting himself up to get hit like Matt Ryan gets hit. I'm just telling. Right. <laughs> so so, so coach,
3: mean,
0: coach. So coach, why not? We weren't even talking about
1: the Falcons. So coach, why not we have a about? good conversation? Nobody bought the Falcons
2: mm. up. Hey, I'm a I'm a Falcons fan and have been but I just I that was just bad, a factual man. statement. Mm. So yeah, why, why, not,
0: why not Chicago, Coach? Their defense is Super Bowl-worthy. Their offense will be Super Bowl-worthy if you get rid of Miss Trubisky.
2: But you can't. That's the point. All, right. the, all, of this stuff revolves, all of this stuff revolves around money. And, you know, you can't have two quarterbacks getting paid like starting quarterbacks. And in case you hadn't figured it out, Tom Brady has been taking this, you know, team-friendly contract with New England for years right and he's not about to take a team friendly contract when he's you know going into this the the latter 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 stages of his career he's you know if he signs a contract he's gonna sign a contract that's you know north of 30 a year so so so
0: he's gonna get a Kobe Bryant contract in his final years
2: Uh, I'm probably it's gonna be one or two years Probably sixty something million dollars, over thirty million a year, somewhere around right there.
0: Would you pay a forty-two year old quarterback that? I mean,
2: it's well, not Brett, my, it's not my money. Well,
0: Brett he, was like
1: forty-one not, and took the Brady Texas is lit, lit. Brady is probably playing for one more championship. If he wins uh, next year, he probably gonna retire. Uh, I mean,
2: who who doesn't want to go out on top? I'll well, he's shocked. not gonna win. But. I will be shocked if he's not playing for the Patriots. I'll just say that.
0: I mean, Bill Belichick been wanting him to go, though. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing in the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick seen this coming. so
2: yeah, I mean, Robert that, Kraft was, has the, the that final was the call. drafted him. Yeah.
1: Robert Kraft makes the final call. That's
2: how Jimmy G ended up in San Francisco. So if you're a Patriots fan, would you rather have Tom Brady back and Bill Belichick gone?
0: Uh, mm, ah no, you'd rather have Bill Belichick and oh. not Tom Brady. Mm-hmm.
2: I think Brady ain't gonna play forever. I think no telling when Belichick I, gonna attack. I, I feel
0: like their dynasty is more Bill Belichick than it is Tom Brady.
2: Well that's the key right. that's the intriguing point. We finally get to answer that question. Was it more Brady or was it more Belichick? If Brady goes somewhere else, then we'll find out.
0: I think it's more Ooh. Belichick because if you look at it, Tom Brady, yes, he's a goat by accomplishments. But if you wouldn't look at talent, he was never necessarily the best player or best quarterback talent-wise. It's always been Peyton Manning and it's always been Aaron Rodgers. They're, those two quarterbacks are are, be, are better quarterbacks than Tom Brady. He just has more achievements to have, if you ask me. I'm,
2: Can I say something? I'm going to let you say that. I'm just going to sit here and be mom. You, you don't think well, so? Cool. I, have, I have a question. I have a question. All right.
1: I love Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. Um, one of the greatest still in the game right now, but why does Aaron Rodgers get so much credit when he only has one Super Bowl? Mike McCarthy ten years ago.
2: Mike McCarthy. Well, he did win that Super Bowl. You know, if if you remember that, they won a lot of games on the road in that in the playoffs, and he was dynamite. And then they. I'm not
1: taking anything away from Aaron Rodgers' talent. (laughs)
2: But well, I'm just saying, why does why is he measured right with
1: Brady when Eli Manning has more Super Bowls? Oh my
2: gosh! I didn't de- bring. There's, I'm- There's definitely a New York <laughs> fan in there. I didn't bring. No,
1: nah, no, nah, I'm just uh, co- coach. I'm a Falcons fan too. Right. I'm with so you. Let me, let me ask you
2: Let me ask you a question. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. Is the Super Bowl a quarterback's only measuring point? Is not, but okay, I so we both came up in ask, the air. Let me ask you a question. He has two Super Bowl championships. He has two rings, correct? Right. All right. right. So he has two rings. Uh, what was the guy in Baltimore that won it joke, with a Trent, like Dilfer. It. Trent Dilfer? Uh, Trent Dilfer. Trent yeah, Dilfer has a yeah, Super with Bowl the
1: Baltimore ring.
2: defense. All right. Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl ring. Eli Manning has two Super Bowl rings. If Trent Dilfer, Eli Manning, and Dan Marino – we're all in the same draft. Who are you drafting, Dan? With no quote, no. uh, Dan, Dan Marino. Dan
0: Marino.
2: Dan Marino Jeez. is. Dan Marino was the man. He didn't win Dan. the Super Bowl. He lost the only <laughs> Super Bowl he went to. All right. Right. But he lost. I mean, and that's the whole thing. You can. There are going to be people years from now that debate the who won the Super Bowl, and they always put it on the quarterback and the head coach. And sometimes, just sometimes, you know. That in the whole story. Quarterback get the quarterback and the head coach get too much credit with wins and too much blame with losses.
1: Right. I That's said it. this to Jordan. It's um, the same
0: thing with Eli Manny. The first one, he had to be he had to get lucked up with one of the best and luckiest catches of all time to even win that Super Bowl. He got the ball there. And what you mean he got the ball there? He <laughs> knew it with his eyes closed.
2: Did he you see what he had there. to do it it to get away exactly. from everybody to throw the ball? That exactly. was me. Jamie, you yeah, ever been hit by was. three people at one, he, at
0: one time? He made a good play. Doesn't mean he's good. Kirk Cousins made a good play in the playoffs this year. But then what he, What he do in the next round? Look like Kirk Cousins. Oh my gosh. Why we keep talking about Eli? He's sorry. Oh
1: my
3: gosh. I didn't uh, even bring it up this time. Oh,
1: but yeah, I was saying this Jordan, Jordan um, off the podcast. I was saying. um. I hope and I wanted Aaron Rodgers to win this year, so
0: The validate
1: people won't say that when it comes to his Hall of, Hall of Fame career, he only had one Super Bowl. I need I for me to be like, oh yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers is definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. He need to win one more Super Bowl. That's just me. But it's
0: so hard to win. It's it's hard to win Super Bowls. Like Tom Brady got six of them, but it's it's really hard to win those Super Bowls, and it's hard to put. It's hard when you measure Aaron Rodgers' career for the Super Bowls. Like his teams didn't have a defense. Like for most of his prime, he been carrying them to the NFC Championship based off his talent alone. He basically was Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes. And now that, Bro, you
1: said- and now oh, that, and
0: now that he's 36 and he can't physically do all the stuff that he used to do, he needs the more he needs those pieces around him. And I feel like the Packers organization and Mike Probably not willing to adapt to the times kind of like hindered Aaron Rodgers' career. What do you think, Coach?
2: Now I'll say this. You know, the guy that's coaching offense or coaching at the Packers right now is from Shanahan's tree. And when, mm-hmm. and when Shanahan came to Atlanta in 2015, Matt Ryan had a lot of the same problems that Aaron Rodgers had this year because the offense is so and there's so much that that goes into it the second year that shanahan was at <clears throat> or was in atlanta you saw what happened matt ryan exploded the falcons had the seventh or eighth greatest offense in nfl history all right but they also had julio jones and they also had you know muhammad sanu and Devonte freeman was healthy and they had guys that were all over the place making plays that you'd never heard of before guys like Aldric robinson Okay, right. Mar- right. Marvin Hall, people that you've never heard of before that just showed up and he put them in a position to make plays. You get to the second year of the Packers having a similar offense, I think that you'll look to see them. They'll add somebody to play wide receiver and free agency to help out so they can balance out the field. So, you don't, about get to Adams. so you don't get so much roll coverage to Adams side. And then, you know, you may see Aaron Rodgers have another gigantic year. I mean, it's not like the guy fell off a cliff. Let's be honest.
0: It was like 26. Right. He was like 26 and two, like 26 touchdowns, two interceptions.
2: But I'm telling you, those numbers have a chance to be, you know, the two interceptions is ridiculous. The fact that he the guy turned turn the ball over. He throws the ball it's- down the field, and he doesn't turn the football over. And he's got. I mean, he he moves still. Yeah, he's had some injury issues, but for the most part, he's not a statue in the pocket. The guy. Right. Still- I mean,
1: I'm not. I'm not—I am an Aaron Rodgers fan, but I'm also a realist. I mean, as far as his resume, I just think he needs one more Super Bowl ring to validate it. Yeah, I'm but Aaron how Rodgers, can, how can first ballot Hall of Fame.
0: But, well, no, you, I don't think that's the case because he—well, for one, he's first ballot Hall of Fame. That's not no discussion. I, if y'all seen him talking numbers, about Eli? Yes, if y'all as, said, as far, far as, as resume. Eli Manning, a Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers is first ballot. Kevin, so that's not. <laughs> you said Aaron who? Aaron Rodgers. His name is Aaron Manning, so he's not first (laughs) ballot. Wow.
1: (laughs) Just wow. But you're talking all this about Eli Manning and who did Eli Manning beat on the way to winning? Oh my God! You, Both you of, forgot about you that. Point. You
0: had like Tom Brady was playing defense when he threw the ball to Mario Manningham. Like no,
1: Bruh, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm stating facts. That's you, all stay, I'm you
0: stay in. Uh, you stay in. I probably somewhat facts, but it's it's all luck on the first one? The second one was a good throw. Tom Brady wasn't on the field for neither one, and Tom Brady didn't have the chance to go down and score. If he would have got the ball back, he would have won both of those he scored, he we know that. He did score a game. He did score, score a game. That. And, yeah, it, it went down there. and shut all that
1: up. Did he? You can't take nothing away from that throw. Coach, <laughs> you were a quarterback. Was that not a great throw to uh, Mario Manning? Oh, yeah. I mean, Kevin's just a hater. I'm, That's all it is. You I'm, go this I'm every, a, week.
0: I'm a realist. every week. Every week, Kevin realist. is hates on something. I, I, I am a realist. This dude has an average starter. He has just as many interceptions as touchdowns. He missed the playoffs half his career. He doesn't even touch the boot tips of his brother, and we be trying to dismiss his brother as one of the greatest of all time when Peyton Manny is literally. Now come on. Who is we? All right, hey, hold
2: on just a second. If I said Peyton Manning in first ballot Hall of Fame, would you say yes? Yes. Yes. Easy. With ease. All right, with ease, correct? Yes. Right. Right. He also has two Super Bowls. Don't forget that. Yeah. I I agree with your two Super Bowls. Let me ask you a question. Did Peyton Manning win the second Super Bowl he was in, or did his defense? I was just about to say the
0: the second one was was That
2: is what we're talking about. But he also
0: won the four, though. He's been to four. He's also been to four. You know,
1: I just thought about something. Dan Marino is in the Hall of Fame, and he has no Super Bowls. Super Bowls don't weigh as much as I'm trying to get them cricket for. But at the same time, just for me personally, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers get one more Super Bowl just to – solidify it in that conversation. Well, see, I don't want to talk about I nothing see,
0: else. I see I agree with you on that part, Brandon. But I just, looking at the talent-wise, I just feel like he's a Hall of Fame player just like that, just off his talent. I just, and by the eye test. I
1: never said he wasn't like, going to get in the Hall in of, the of Fame. I was talking about first
0: ballot. And the Hall of Fame, like, the Hall of Fame is switching up his, criteri- his criteria. Criterias, criterias, its and That's it's, what I was going like, to say. Um,
1: if T-O Deion Sanders said out. that uh, Eli Manning can get in the Hall of Fame, I don't care about you
0: opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you see what they did to To. To is arguably the best receiver of all time. I mean, well, top three, top two. I
1: Talent.
3: Say
0: top, I say top two. Talent. Numbers wise too. Talent. Yeah, but he should have.
1: He's still gonna go with Jerry Rice, bro.
2: To is Jerry, the best Jerry receiver Rice. to ever do sit ups in his driveway. I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> All I'm
0: saying is, he went out there with a broken leg and balled out in the Super Bowl when nobody else did for the Eagles. So, I agree. I, I love you. And, you know, and well, he had yes, before, um, before
1: uh, I was a Falcons fan, I, I wanted the Eagles to win that Super Bowl. I was an Eagles fan back then. I
0: mean, Jordan was a not. I can I, agree. I feel, I just feel like the Hall of Fame right now is just it it's not putting in the people that they should at the right time and they just allowing anybody to be in. I do not feel like Aaron Rodgers is no Hall of Famer even if he won two Super Bowls. Joe Flacco, I'm a Ravens fan. Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl. Boys, we Coach Chapman, you gonna put Joe Flacco in the Super in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> he only has one. That doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers got one. Not. Joe Flacco is not a Hall of Famer. Okay, He so, got his big so, contract, bro. I think, <laughs> I think if, that, if that was, Flacco, was more what he was playing. No, Joe Flacco's not a Hall of Famer. How is Eli a Hall of Famer? Because Eli has two. I'm He's saying. What? what? I, you, you, see how we just, you see how we just switched the criteria? Aaron Rodgers No, got I mean, one. I've also said because he has his last name is Manning. So. That's the reason that when it all comes but down to it. Best- I mean, yes, I've, I've made that reason crystal clear from day one. That this
1: is-, is the same man that said, I'm not getting drafted by the Chargers. I'm going to
3: New York. If you look on it. draft, if
0: night. you look at it, every quarterback in that draft, Ben Rothersberger, Phillip Rivers, and I forgot who else, I think it was just them three. Those two quarterbacks they have better careers than Eli Manning. And Phillip Rivers don't even have a ring. Yeah, I don't know. What is your
1: I, criteria? I, I Eli's career over Philip Rivers career. Oh
3: no, 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 no. And the then, if, if, yes. then if you was... got the ring. Yes.
1: But... What hold on, hold on. I'm, what are you judging this off of? I'm <laughs>
0: right. judging it off of skills, play on the field, and what you do to, what you mean to your team. When you look you at when you look at Eli Manning... And how they won those Super Bowls—that was more a defense than offense. He made key plays when they needed him to, but it was more of the defense getting them there than him just totally just going out there balling out. He made plays when he was a certified game manager in his prime, right then. That's how I look at Eli Manning. He did what so, he had, he did what he had. Coach, so I'm
1: done. sure you can to this because you said it earlier in the uh, podcast. I'm pretty sure when Phillip Rivers looks back on his career, he's not gonna look back on the games he won. He's gonna look back on the games that he lost. Those games that still haunt him. That that year he lost to uh, Brady them in the AFC Championship with Ladani with uh, LT when he played with the torn ACL. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That year, then they lose the Vince Young. I was I wanted them to win. You playing with a torn ACL? I'm rooting for the underdog. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I mean, I'm a. I have to. I have to be full disclosure here because growing up, you know, I'm a Falcons fan, My whole family's Falcons fans. We're Atlanta sports fans, so I like the Falcons. I feel Brave, Braves, the Hawks. You know, I don't I don't switch up, but you know, growing up there weren't a lot of Falcons games on TV because of the because of this blackout rule with you didn't sell out the stadium. So I spent a lot of I spent a lot of Sunday afternoons watching guys named Dan Marino and Dan Fouts. And I loved watching Eric Coryell and Dan Fouts. And I became, a, you know, a Chargers fan in that time frame. So I got a soft spot in my heart for the Chargers. Uh, that being said, you know, if they asked me right now, I would think that it would be a coin flip on whether or not Eli Manning gets in. And I think a lot of people will give him credit due to him beating Brady in the Super Bowl twice. And people tend to conveniently not look at stats or facts or anything else when things like that happen but if you were talking about a career you would probably say that you know Philip Rivers's career is 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 you know really really good if you get what I'm saying I'm not going to say it's great but he's had a really really good career and I don't think if you ask a Giants fan or a Chargers fan if they were about that trade, that either one of them would be upset with it because of what they got out. Of it. Right, but, right, right.
0: So that means if Eli get in, Philip should
2: get in. if, if, if Philip Rivers, Philip
0: Rivers gonna get in the Hall of
1: Fame. If I feel Rivers
2: like Rivers gets sad. in the Hall of Fame. Matt Ryan gets in the Hall of Fame. Oh boy, no. But y'all not gonna keep doing
1: my dog like that, so, bro. I ride for Matt Ryan. So bro. what you're
0: saying is all three of those. Players deserve to be in the Hall of Really
2: Good. And I didn't say deserve. I just said <laughs> if. You said if, and I said if. There's not a deserve in there.
3: <laughs> no, if not Matt the of, Ryan,
1: chat, the if Matt the Ryan wins him a Super Bowl ring, he will win a, um, he will be in the Hall of Fame. And I say that for Matt what, Ryan.
2: What, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones a Super Bowl ring. The guy coaching tomorrow lost it. Oh, Matt Ryan lost it too, coach. He
0: got the ability to change the play.
1: Not you that can't offense. take the sack, coach. You know that.
2: Not in that offense. You need to read up on it.
0: Mm. Okay. I might have learned something new because I don't know.
2: All you got to do, do is listen to it. Listen to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers came out this year talking about his limited ability to audible and how he didn't like it. Same offense.
0: So why would you? So how would you have an elite quarterback, MVP quarterbacks, and won't give
2: them the ability to do audible? Not the, not, not have the ability to audible. But you got to realize they're not playing the game the way we played it in high school. There are different personnel groupings and things of that nature that come into what what you can call and what it limits you to call. I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm just joking about Shanahan. You know, if it, the 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 loss of that game, they snapped the ball too early. So Matt Ryan holds responsibility for some of that because they didn't run the play clock down but like i've told everybody that well listen if you watch the falcons play the whole year that's how they play right and it was and you know uh, i've coached with guys yes, i've I coached do. with guys that have blitzed a lot on defense and you live by it and you die by it sometimes you get so in tune with what you do that you forget about things like managing the end of a game and how many games in the playoffs were the falcons having to run the clock out they weren't. They blew Seattle out, and they destroyed Green Bay, and they were up mm-hmm. and they were up big in that game, and they were rolling. And if Devontae makes a block, they score on that play. All right. So I mean, you know, the game really could have been at one point in time. It could have been 35 to nine, and all of this is out the gate because Aldrick Robinson was wide open on the corner because they they decided to squeeze Julio on the dig. And if you haven't, you know, if you don't think I've watched it, I've watched it a ton. <laughs> so, Coach, I think I'm
1: becoming you. Yeah, I be watching yeah. film now too. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got to go to Coach Chapman for this knowledge. So basically, it sounds like the Falcons did what my team, the Ravens, did this year in the playoffs against Tennessee. You get used to a certain, certain way of playing, and it works so much that when the pressure hits, you don't know how to adapt to a different situation.
2: It's not so much that, it's just that you get, you know, there's a lot of times where you get locked into certain things. It doesn't have anything to do with pressure. You get a comfort zone on how you do things. And, you know, if you watch, I'm sure tomorrow when the game starts that San Francisco will come out and run something early on like the Falcons did in the Super Bowl, but they haven't run much all year. Because I can go back and tell you that I watched every Falcons game in 2016 and when they got to the Super Bowl the first play they run is like a bunch crunch pitch and they didn't run that all year and Freeman gets like 30 something yards on the first play of the game because they you know they're going to do what they do but Shanahan is a brilliant mind all right mm-hmm. and I think the guy that coaches for Baltimore their OC is a brilliant mind because he didn't try to fit you know he didn't try to fit Lamar Jackson into the NFL quarterback box he went and looked at things that he does well and he fit their offense to his skills. Which is a lot of what Dan Reeves was doing when Michael Vick was in Atlanta and then Reeves got fired and we went on a coaching carousel until we got to Mike Smith. You know, if you can't if you got a player, all right, it doesn't matter who drafted them, whether you drafted them, the GM drafted them, it makes no difference to draft a player with a specific skill set. And then not cater their offense to it. Now what Tennessee did was they have a guy that's their coach that's used to taking away what you do good. Because that's what he learned from Belichick. And so we right. were gonna make they were gonna try to make Lamar Jackson play, for the lack of a better term, left handed. They were gonna try to force him to do things he hadn't done all year. And I still think if Baltimore scores on the first drive and they don't, you know, the ball didn't go right off the tight end's hands and get picked off, that's a whole different game.
0: Exactly, exactly. It was like small things that happened because, like, Tennessee was in control most of the game, but it, was, it wasn't it was like they just, like, was dominating. It was like. It's, it's like
2: kind of it like, like the national championship game when Clemson, when Clemson beat Alabama a couple of years ago. Alabama did everything they wanted to do on offense except one thing. They didn't score in the red zone. Right. Right. And Baltimore didn't either. How many times did they get in the red zone and come up empty? You know? A few times. When you get down there, you gotta score. And not okay. field goals. Right. Because it was on it was only that. like
0: two big explosive plays that they that the Titans had. That play action to the um, to the left that Ryan Tannehill had for that touchdown. Yep. And then the other the other um, touchdown throw he had, he only threw for 88 yards.
2: Yep, they do, they do it a little different down there. Which is why I don't see Brady going there. I just can't see Brady going and playing in a system where he's going to turn around and hand the ball off 35 times and, and throw the ball for 150 yards. I just don't see it. Because it's not going to be
0: good for how people talk about him.
2: Well, I just don't think he wants to do it. I think he wants to be, you know, when he ends it, he wants to end it on on his own terms. So, you know, if he, he wants to be able to to be the, the leader, the commander and you know, run things the way Tom Brady runs things. You know, I just think that's the reason why I don't see him leaving New England. I think that there's a comfort level there and, you know, I think he'll stay there and put the best coach, best scheme for me, best chance to win another ring. Sure. I got I got one more question for you, coach. Um,
0: what is your thoughts on Antonio Brown's saga?
2: Very sad. Uh I mean, it's hard to imagine going from, you know, arguably uh, the best receiver. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get into that debate on who you think other than him and Jones and, uh, you know, whoever. I mean, I'm not – the, the fact is, is that, you know, he made plays. He was a household name. Everybody talked about him. He, he – made clutch plays and then you know for whatever reason you know you know things just soured so fast and the whole saga has been so weird man it's just it's one of those things that you don't ever expect it's been like a soap opera every day there's something going on and you know and and it's just you know it's a it's a learning it should be something that all young athletes look at and see that you know it can it can be gone in a second Right. Every, everything you work for can be gone as a second. And, and you know, it should teach you that humility uh, is a big part of success, you know, because once you think you're better and bigger than something, I mean, there, there's a way that it gets, it, it, it has a way of bringing you down you know, right back to earth in a hurry. You think it's CTE? No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't want to even speculate on it. What I would tell you is this, you know, I... You know, there's no way to, to say if it is CTE. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's not. I've heard, I've seen all the little memes and the jokes about uh, the perfect hit and what it, and what it uh-huh. did to him. And, you know, and that junk's you know, as, as a football coach, you know, you have to realize and, and understand that these are very real, you know, concerns among parents. Yes. You know, I've had kids that won't play high school football because of, because of, CTE, people talking about it. Uh, and, and, you know, you can't say anything about it because then you're the jerk that wants to put their kid in harm's way. You get right. what, you get what I'm saying? I, yes, you know, sir. I wouldn't even want to speculate on that. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's not. I'm not going to say it is. All I can say is this, is that in my opinion, I think that some of this stuff, may, some of his success uh, may have gotten to – you know may have gotten to his head uh, I go back to when he signed his when he got traded to Oakland and signed the contract he referred to himself as Mr. Big Chest y'all remember that? <laughs> yes I mean, I've never even thought about referring to myself today. all right so you know he's it was one of those things where I think that he thought that maybe you know he was a little bit above you know scrutiny and and all of a sudden there was massive scrutiny. But you know, it's a sad situation. And you know, I hope for all parties involved that that he gets it straightened out. It's a lot of fun to watch play football now. So you want him back oh, yeah. in the league? I mean I mean it's it's not my call. If he's sure. on if he's on on Sunday, then I'm watching. All right? And then um that, uh, speaking of the CTE, that leads me to ask you about uh,
0: a fellow soon-to-be Hall of Famer, and a very unfortunate, uh, unexpected thing about Luke Keekly. How do you feel about Luke Keekly? Uh,
2: I think Luke probably saw that he had had a number of concussions. Uh, also, a very intelligent guy. You don't go to Boston College if you're not intelligent. True. And probably has, you know, I think that he weighed in a lot of uh, a lot of the outside factors Uh, probably wanted to have a really really good life after football and you know he plays linebacker and he plays it probably better than anyone currently in the game but he's you know he's also had his his injury history and things of that nature and perhaps he wanted to get out so that he could enjoy life after football much like calvin johnson did so, and Patrick Willis. Yep, Patrick Willis. Uh, there was the guy that played for the 49ers that played linebacker that played one year in the league and then said, yeah, I've done what I wanted to do and showed everybody I can play, and now I'm going to go on and go to the next stage of my life. So, you do know, you think it's bad for the game? Two years old, guys. It's, it's not like he played, you know, two years and, and said anything. He He left on his own terms. I think that there are a lot of people that wish that they could leave on their own terms. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think there are a lot of people that would, would like to, to be able to to have a press conference and say, you know, I'm hanging them up and I'm hanging them up so that, you know, I can hug my daughter or I can hug my son and I can go on walks with my wife, you know, and, and leave the game before that. they have something that is, you know, one of those things that's a, a debilitating injury. You know, if you look at guys that have had knee, knee surgery after knee surgery after knee surgery. I mean, that's not a, that's not something that's going to go away. I mean, Coach Hughes played college football and he had double knee replacement. So, mm. I mean, there, there's all kinds of reasons for leaving the game. I mean, and to speculate on why someone is leaving is, you know, I guess it's what, what people do. But if, I'm, if you're asking me about Luke Keekley, I think that he, he weighed a lot of factors, life after football, and then they just changed the entire coaching staff. So he probably said, I don't want to go through a rebuild because I'm 30 years old. And so, sure. you know, it is, you know, I, I have no idea what his internal thinkings are. If you asked me to, to <laughs> testify in court, that's what I would tell you, life after football and an entire coaching change.
1: Yeah, it was just pretty easy. I, I can yeah. definitely attest to that because I know now that I've been out of the game for so long, it's different. Um, when you think about like how dangerous you've been playing, like how violent the game is, it like I don't think I could ever at this day come back and play. It's just not. it's just not gonna happen. I I. I just don't think I can run full speed at somebody else and not like it, it's it's just different when you haven't played in so long and you'll like it, it's crazy mm. well I think uh, the game
0: haven't changed it's the same it's thing. not
1: that the game has changed it's just that you've been away from it and you realize how violent football is once you step away from
2: it. I see it every day fellas. And I can right. tell you, in the last four years, the changes that have been made to high school football have been things that, when you were playing, you would have <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever thought it would have. Thought it would have. Oh, the blind side,
0: oh, blind. blind, I remember when I first went back. That was weird. But, but I, do, do you I, think they're making the game soft, Coach? When you when I'm watching the game sometimes, I just feel like they're making the game so soft. Oh. I know
3: it's just for precaution, but
2: it's like Okay, okay I can I, mean, I give you, I can you an answer, answer from two, two perspectives. perspectives. All right. From a fan's perspective, I don't want to see a game turn on a roughing the passer penalty that's not a roughing the passer penalty. You get what I'm saying? Yes. You know, but I understand the reasons why. As a high school coach and you know, I understand why they have outlawed the blindside block or the crackback block, whatever you want to call it, I understand why they have instituted the helmet, to helmet thing. I think all of those are good things for football. I think they're they are trying to take an initiative to make the game safer. You know, we all have to be uh, certified now in heads up football and things of that nature, and teach tackling a maybe a different way. And the way that we practice now, you you can't just go out there and have full on 11 on 11 scrimmages now because there's a limited amount of time that you can hit during the week. All right? So you can't just go out there and have, you know, today we're going to do this and it's going to be full on. You have to there's designations where you make time for on this play there the offense is going to win. So the defense will get there and maybe tag up, but the offense is going to score. You get what I'm saying? Yes. So so there's not a head-on collision or somebody getting taken to the ground every play, and and you're limited in in your full contact during the week leading up to a game so much more now that you know it gets your kids to the game fresher, and it's also safer. You know, you're not if you play 15 games in a season like we were fortunate enough to do. You right. know, several times, and then you had the scrimmage in, so that was 16 games. You know. There were times where we would sit there and think, "Are, are we, are we hitting too much? Are we, not, are we not hitting enough?" And things of that nature. Now they've given you guidelines to follow, try to protect the student athletes so that you know you've got a basis where, if you follow it, you know it should make practice safer. Same thing with games, man. They're they're serious about this helmet-to-helmet stuff. Right. And, if, you know, and in high school, you don't have reviews. You don't have, you know, you can't go to the monitor and review a hit. So, they're, I mean, we had the kid get kicked out of the game this year for targeting. And the only thing that he made contact with was with his right shoulder to the guy's t- chest. But he destroyed that kid. And it looked awful. But when you watch the replay, his helmet wasn't even close to being intact.
0: But see, so- that's why that's why I say it's somewhat. I understand it, but I think the rest be. Like, somewhat scared in the moment and call that because once you call it, a player get kicked out the game. It happened to the starting linebacker for Clemson in the LSU game,
2: it happened and to the guy
0: from Ohio State, too. Yes, you see, and both of those were big momentum switch switchers. Like, once that happened, you could tell that the game kind of went into the other team's favor. And I don't think neither play was targeted. But right. I think it's just like once a ref call, you know, once a ref calls something, whether it's football, baseball. Our basketball you know they don't like to be wrong so they gonna uphold it even if they know it's wrong
2: yeah we're not gonna talk about officials because you know they're not my friends uh, <laughs> but uh this is this is what we've talked about i think the spirit of the rule is good uh I think that they're getting to the point now where they're looking at the enforcement on should a get, should a should a player be kicked out of the game for something that you know like that. If there's an obvious play, like all right, let's go to the Oklahoma uh, LSU game in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That guy sought that dude out coming across the middle and led with his head and destroyed the tight end. Y'all remember that? We was there. All right, so. That's an obvious play where that guy targeted that person. For, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it would look
0: it would look real vicious in
2: person. Yeah, and so that would be a play that you protected yes. for, right? Yes. They eject, You know, I, you guys know I'm a Tech fan, and they weren't very good this year in football. But those dudes were playing. <laughs> you know, they, we were there. They mm. played hard, and they with, they were at Duke, and their starting linebacker ran 35 yards. 35 yards chasing a receiver down to the left sideline. And when he cut back, his helmet and, and the receiver's helmet glanced off of each other and they threw him out of the game for targeting. When all that dude was doing was running as fast as he could, tackle.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, there,
2: there are things that they can do. I think that that there should be, you know, some kind of level. i just thinking this guy's nuts because you're going to make an official – Make that ruling and then determine the intent, but you can tell, man. Yeah, you pretty- can really, you can really tell. And then it's
0: hard, it's hard to judge that when a defensive player is trying to go low, and you know the offensive player is getting low to either try to run you over or protect themselves. So at that moment, heads collide, shoulder pads collide with the helmets, vice versa. So like, the ref will still call that targeting though.
2: And, and just for anybody that's wondering, I've actually, when something horrible happened in regards to a helmet-to-helmet hit, and so I'm not speaking from i uh, I'm not speaking from, oh, that's just a football coach. I've been there, I've seen the the horrible side of it, you know, you know, and, and I understand that there's a need to change the game. Things are looked at, and if you watch games now, you can tell there's a difference. That the number of targeting penalties have gone way, way down. Right. And and the the fact that there was a targeting penalty in one of the semifinals games that turned the game, and then there was a targeting penalty in the national championship game, has brought that discussion way back to the forefront. You know, but but players have learned, you know, to lower the to lower the strike zone on a hit. And yeah. I can tell you from experience, the first year that they took out the blindside block in high school. Mm-hmm. Their referees that called our games, we had, we had dynamic return men, and we I bet we had 10 pump returns called back for blindside blocks. I bet. I think they just ran down the field with Home Depot buckets full of flags. <laughs> there would be flags looked like yellow rain was falling. But they weren't wrong. We had guys that had played football their whole life, and it didn't matter how much we coached them on how to do it, how to it do it correctly. They got into the game, and they, they were they were playing football like they had done since they were five, six, seven years old. And they saw that guy looking at the return man, and they were running, and there were people getting dropped off. <laughs> and, I mean, and they were, you know, the year before, that's a legal block.
0: That I remember was- I did that at Colquitt. <laughs>
2: You know, uh, and the only problem was you did that on me. I was on the sideline.
0: <laughs> See, that, I wasn't. I hit him right when the um, right when the whistle blew. It wasn't late, but it was in Colquitt, so of course
2: they're gonna call it. Man, let's not talk about that. We we had 560 yards of offense one night in Colquitt, and also had 250 something yards of penalties.
0: Oh, uh, and so, Coach. Uh, before we wrap this episode up, um, the early rank, well, early college football rankings for the 2020 season has my team, the Florida Gators, projected <laughs> to be one of the top four teams this year. Do you believe in us and Dan Mullen to get us into the four teams?
2: Dan Mullen's a good coach. It's it, it'll be interesting to see what happens at Georgia. But, way they're going to play offense and and all of that stuff. A new quarterback, you know, and and you know what happened with the new running backs. They got to replace their their offensive line, but their defense should be back and intact. And so they're going to be stingy on defense. You know, I I always thought Dan Mullen was a good coach. I still think Dan Mullen is a good coach. And you know, I'm still waiting for him to get the quarterback. You know that he needs to run his offense completely.
0: Yes, we need it. We did
1: have that's one. literally
2: all they missing. That is literally all they missing. Do remember I remember when he had
1: uh, Dak at Mississippi State? Their offense was ranked number one at the time. At uh,
2: one point in that season, and only he... problem. Only problem when he had Dak at Mississippi State is he didn't have Florida's defense. Exactly. Yeah. But exactly. Here... and
1: they had to run up against Alabama. Well, here's the thing: know,
2: whether or not they win the East, the 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 answer is going to be: Who do they play coming out of the West? You Probably know? Alabama. You got to you Alabama, gotta take. Auburn. You got to take LSU and look at them really strongly now because they just about decimated the team that won the national championship. I don't believe in or order. Right. Like that. They don't. I, wanna, I, they I, don't want to talk. We about said that. that we. They don't want.
1: We, that. we right. right. So nobody wants to talk about the fact that LSU's whole team is gone.
2: Well, I and their uh, and
0: their coordinators.
2: Yeah. 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 And they signed. Now, Bo Pelini will do a good job with the defense. Yeah. But, you know, you've yeah, got it. If, you if you were penciling it in right now, you know, I would think that it, if you were looking at just the sheer number of people that were coming back and the least amount of turnover, then you would probably pick Florida and Alabama in the SEC championship game in December.
0: Especially, right. especially looking at our schedule, we only got two tough games. That's LSU and Georgia. They back to the
2: back. Right. All right, now all lost, and they both lost
0: two game. games. Then y'all only lose two games this year. Yeah, we went from nine games to ten games to eleven games this year.
2: We going undefeated. So, here's the question you have that. to ask yourself, though: You just said your schedule was easy, all right? All right. And you know that LSU is going to be down. Presumably, we don't. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know what's going to happen between now and September, but. You know, assuming that LSU is down and Georgia struggles offensively with everything, with all the changes, you know, it, it, what happens if you get to the SEC championship game and LSU and Georgia are not as good as they have been, have been, and then you lose to Alabama and Alabama's undefeated, do you think that they'll still put Florida in the final four? In the final four? Yes, because
0: I don't feel like the, the rest of the teams behind us was going to be... Uh, I want to say as good, but I don't think the schedule will
2: compare because we're still in the SEC. All right, so let me give you this this uh, hypothetical. Florida and Alabama play in the, in the SEC championship game. Alabama wins. They're 13-0. and 0. They go to the playoff. All right? So then Ohio State – Ohio State, I know nothing I about Big Ten football, but let's say Ohio State goes undefeated, they go to the playoffs. Clemson goes undefeated, they go to the playoffs. And let's say that someone out west, Oregon's undefeated. Uh, I, I don't I don't think it would be right
0: for them to put no Oregon over Florida because if you compare the schedules, Oregon still won't play no
2: So So playing playing Washington, USC.
0: No. No. (laughs)
1: So. <laughs> that, that, One, that, that, I feel like you're giving Oregon way too much credit to be undefeated. When no Pac-12 team ever goes undefeated. Except for that that was well, hypothetical, hypothetical. that was a
2: hypothetical, fellas. <laughs> that <laughs> was.
1: I'm just saying, that. coach, if you don't give a hypothetical, we needed to be reasonable. But,
0: but, but actually, but well, the hypothetical you is reasonable because that's what that's the type of stuff the committee
2: do.
3: Then, that oh, you could I
2: could have just as easily said, said Oklahoma goes undefeated. Goes undefeated. Goes <laughs> undefeated. Uh, you know I, they love some Oklahoma.
1: Ones. Oh, yeah. They, that's Oklahoma, how they got in this year. You saw what Oklahoma. happened. You
0: were there. No, if Notre Dame goes undefeated <laughs> and we lose, then
2: Notre Dame will Well, be Notre Dame's won. not going undefeated. I can tell you that. They they will they, they will lose. I can tell you the date they're going to lose. Who they play? They play they're going to lose on November the 14th. They play, they play they play Georgia in Atlanta.
1: Atlanta. At Mercedes. Ah, not another sports podcast will be people. there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we gotta be live. We will definitely be there.
2: Uh, play, I will, I will be, there be there too. Who do they play? They play, they play Georgia Tech. Tech. Oh.
3: Keep up, son. Huh? <laughs> <ending>. Oh that, <laughs> that's, that's that
0: is a trap game. Cause Georgia Tech is supposed to be better this year. They not had
1: the they had a pretty good offense. It's just a year into changing. They've been running the triple offense forever, so True. now they're running the spread offense. It's they're gonna be fine. They're they gonna be safe. It was literally uh, Georgia Tech's um, problem this year was literally because they were running the first year offense. How can you go from running the uh, high school offense to going to the spread? Like you, it's gonna take some time to get used to it. They've been going six and six his first year.
2: Y'all just called the triple option a high school offense.
1: Cause they ran that in high school. Every <laughs>
2: high school I went to,
1: <laughs> we played against at least three teams that ran the triple option. Do you, Might you, do you realize that
2: how intricate that offense
1: is? Yeah, I feel like the only reason it's so successful is, is because nobody prepares for it. You only it? face it once a year. That's really like, that's really the, the years Georgia Tech were successful against like they had a top
2: defense.
1: Clemson Georgia Tech um, has
2: never had a top defense. Go ahead and cancel that. They used, exactly. when they, when I don't they, know why they, he
1: said that. But anyway, went, um I feel like the reasons that the uh Georgia Tech was successful against uh like teams like Clemson and the years they weren't good, the years they did um make it at least to the ACC championship is because nobody plays
2: against that offense. Literally that has,
1: nobody that runs that offense. But that
2: has some, some that has something, something to do something with it. Also you can, you can take your best players players on defense defense and you can read them them. so you don't have to worry about blocking them them. so everybody that you know everybody that worries about the pass rush you can read a three technique you can read a defensive end you can read a linebacker you can put them in space and make them play things that they don't want to play i run i have aspects of the triple option in my spread because it puts people in conflict True. Exactly. That's why um, Lamar Jackson
1: is so successful. I mean, if Bingo. you're in the defensive end, you um,
2: either way, you're gonna always be right. It no, makes not, that, it makes people play with with their eyes, and and they can't just slide the ball because if you get you get people that are step slows in because most of the time if you see a triple option team that's ripping off and off huge amounts of yards and points. You got some team that's just trying to play fast and run to the first thing, and they got no responsibility. It is the definition of making someone play their league. That's why the wing tee is so successful in high school football. Sure,
3: sure. But did you
2: think, like, they could have the triple, the triple
0: option, but at the same time, like, have run out the shotgun as well? Instead of just being in that triple option the whole game.
2: Oh yeah, I would have loved that to happen. That's one of the things, that's the dirtiest part of that. What if what would happen with you know, think about Urban Meyer. He had the triple option from the shotgun. Right. Right. And he was successful everywhere he coached. Because he ran the spread option. And you know who he sat down and talked with every all season? Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson. Wow. wow. I didn't know that didn't one. Know that one. Mm-hmm.
0: He did also he have also top, top, top quarterbacks, quarterbacks everywhere he'd go.
3: Well, it always helped to, have, a good <laughs> player. to have good players. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Well,
1: this has been a great, great conversation. But... This concludes another episode of your favorite podcast, Not Another Sports Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. Make
0: sure you follow me on all social media at Rob there. And I am Kevin. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Sean Kevo and also Vice City underscore Kevo. Yeah, this is this is Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy 11 and on Instagram at underscore this guy 11. And we want to say Everyone thank, say you, thank you, you to Coach Chapman, Chapman for being on this segment. segment, and uh, we will also have awesome. another one with him for our baseball talk.
1: One before we get out of here, Coach, one more story before you go. You want, you want me to tell a story? Yes. Coach, yes. yes. you're the I mean, greatest uh, storyteller that we know. <laughs> we literally all have a story that you've told us. So. All right, we need when, one more uh, for the fans. All
0: right, so, like, all right, when all right. would
2: Chatman pass up a story opportunity? I don't know. If I had I to tell one for, you know about one. you, I don't think I could find
3: one.
2: I love it, man. That's great. Uh, okay, my first year at the school I'm at now, we go and we have to play on the opening day of college football season on a Saturday. And we have to drive all the way up to North Georgia and play on this horrible, horrible, horrible AstroTurf field that's like playing on concrete. And so you know how you know football is. My brother is coaching their defensive line. And so we're getting ready to play the game, and, and uh, one of our – we got this kid named oh, – I ain't going to tell you his name. We got a kid that played uh, defensive end for us and in tight end, and he was an outstanding player, but, you know, he had some moments where he, moments where he would go a little, uh, little uh, nutty. And so we're playing, and he's running over people. Running over people, running carrying the ball, carrying running the over ball, people, ball, making, every, making tackle. every tackle. And he comes out and he starts he's yelling up them and screaming, on, we're going to kick off. And he's just he's yelling, gonna, he's going to go down here and do down this. Down, and, this. And, and I'm thinking, man, this guy's lost, his, lost his, mind. his mind. And so he's made every tackle on every kickoff. And so we kick the ball off. Deep and he starts running down the field. And as soon as he's getting ready to make the tackle, he just throws up both hands and walks straight off the field. Doesn't tackle the guy, doesn't hit anybody. Just takes his, throws both hands up, walks off the field. And every all of us sitting over there on the sideline, what are you doing? You know, and he is just ranting and we can't figure it out well when he planted to make a tackle he broke his shoe so his shoe just <laughs> fell apart so when his shoe fell apart he just decided to quit playing <laughs> he walks over to the sideline sees one of our players standing there that doesn't get to play much
3: yells his name
2: and the kid looks, the kid looks at him and goes yeah and he goes what size shoes do you wear? wear? And he goes, he goes, I wear a 12, wear a 12, or, whatever 12 or whatever it was. He goes, give he me goes, your, give shoes. your shoes. Kid takes, takes his shoes, shoes off, shoes hands it to our, to our defensive end, end runs and runs back out there and starts, Darren starts playing. playing. So we get to the so end, end, of, the to the end, end of the game, and we're <laughs> <laughs> – we're, We're trying to put everybody in. We can't put and this kid be in because he ain't got no shoes. And I'm, thinking, and I'm thinking of all the things all I've all ever things seen. I've, I've never seen anybody, anybody willingly to give up their shoes, shoes on, the sideline. on the sideline. And the, and I, mean, the I mean, helmets being helmets thrown, thrown, shoes being put can. One of the single all time funniest in game things I've ever seen. He said, he said, anything for the team. Yeah the, yeah, the part, part about, about it was when it came time for him time to go into the game, late, he, still late, he still was standing over there. there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, well, can and we put him in the game? I mean, he was the because the, the guy just took his shoes and just just never gave them back. Came up to practice on Monday, on Monday I was like, where are your cleats at? And he was like, yeah, he
3: didn't. Well, it's been fun. Been for it? You
0: guys have fun. Um, um, stay we'll tuned we'll for work. the next episode. Go Gators! World
3: Gators. Gators. World time World time. World time.